Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. to Hebrews 13. We'll pick up the reading at verse number 18 and read through verse number 21. Praise, praise, pray, pray for us. Our conscience is clear. We want to live honorably in everything we do. And especially pray that I will be able to come back you soon. Now may the peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. Hebrews 13, and even looking back at verse number 18, which we use as a spotlight, pray for us, for our conscience is clear. We want to live honorably in everything we do. I want to talk in this service, the need for prayer. The need for prayer. It's almost, so, it's almost basic when you think about a life of faith and you think about the access of prayer. Bible tells us men and women ought always to pray. And then it says in another point, pray without ceasing. There's no stop to our prayer. There's no sense of finality. I'm finished. I'm done with that. Prayer is something that when you go through some of the challenges of life, you can be reminded to pray. An ache, a pain, a sickness, a, a family issue, an emergency, you are reminded to pray. And so when you look at this, this idea of understanding, and again, I should make some mention of the fact that we look at and our grief share, they're taking off on Thursday as well, Thursday evening. But even if we take off in terms of the men's prayer or the grief share, there's still the access of prayer. You'll gather with your families and friends, make sure prayer is at the top of the agenda. 
You don't have to make any apologies for that. I went to school with a young lady who's from New Jersey, and her father was a deacon in the church, and he would come to visit, and they would go out to one of the local restaurants, and she would sometimes be somewhat embarrassed because her father would pray loud prayers in the restaurant. Loud, and she said, "I don't, I don't like it when he does that." But he, but but he, there was no shame in him. He was bold. And we're living now in a very bold society, bold for the wrong reasons. They'll smoke, smoke marijuana, cannabis, right in your face. They'll blow smoke in your direction. Profanity is, is rampant. They will curse. And they don't even, they don't have any, no concern for you. No, none. They'll just curse out loud. They used to curse and apologize. Now there's no apology. Because there's, there's, the, the sense of everything has been humanized. And a matter of fact, in some cases, it's become guttural and behavior. And it's, it's in language, it's in music, it's in our dress, all of those kind of things. And don't you try to correct them either. Don't, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, you can't even look at him too. I mean, you you just gotta you gotta just don't 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 focus on him. Next thing you know, you you'll become the object of their venom and their anger, and you've done nothing to them. But there's there's the sense of emptiness, emptiness, all of this. The, all the, the, really what is happening in our society today is, is that people are trying to fill their empty spaces. That's why they're getting gangs. They want to be, they want to be filled up. There's a, there's an NBA player who's almost wrecking his career. Uh, his team is losing game after game while he can't play because he has been suspended because of his, his uh, wild behavior and his team, the, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, losing game after he's got, to, he's got to sit out 25 games and they're just about ready to lose all of them. And, 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 he, and here he is with a multi-million dollar contract, but yet wants to be a Attached to a culture that is negative. They even, they even talked to the one of the guys in the gang. He said, I wish we could switch spots. He said, if we could switch spots, he could have my spot and I'll take his. There's a need. And you can't fill it with some of these exterior things. Uh, and, and, and I know we have uh, we have our uh, fraternities and sororities, and I'm and I'm in a fraternity. But you know, some folk come in because they wanted to fill their emptiness. 
going to have a life of purpose regardless of organization. Because at the end of the day, your organization can't save you. Thank God for the organization. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. When I became a member of our fraternity, they, they got mad with me because they said, you're trying to turn this into a Christian fraternity. No, I, I'm, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be who I am. I'm not coming in wine, women, and song. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I see some, I see some cabinet brothers that just look down. Amen. I'm not coming in like that. I'm coming in lifting up the name because you need to be who you are in the faith. There's a need for prayer. We got to pray. We got to pray for our families. We got to pray for those who were once in church and not in church now. We've got to pray for those who are going through a challenge and, and they start going through a challenge and they disappear. But, I'm, but there's still the need for prayer. Prayer can bring, a, can bring a breakthrough. Prayer can bring down walls. Prayer can soften spirits. Prayer can put a smile on your face. There's a need for it. Well, there, there are three areas we're going to look at and this worship experience. Number one, prayer can sustain you through any and every challenge. Thank God that you, that you can be sustained in prayer. That no matter what I'm going through, I can lean on God. And, and, and when I lean on God, I, I, I draw strength. I draw strength. I was listening when I was on my way home from church uh, last night, and it was talking about uh, the proliferation of electric vehicles. But there, but the electric vehicles, there are some challenges. That some of the challenges, some those, uh, you, you got to get a charger in your in your garage. Uh, you got, and that's gonna cost you a little something. But some of y'all got it. You roll, you rolling like that. I'm not trying to look at those who are driving. But look, look here, and then and then, but you also have to find charging stations. So that, and, and they're finding out, some are finding out that many of the charging stations are not working. So they're trying to push us to drive electric, but they haven't necessarily mastered all of the, of the, of the exterior things that are necessary to carry it through. And I, I know, I know they say you can go a long time on the charge. I, I feel, yeah, you, you go a long time, but, but when that charge goes down, you see, and when you got a vehicle, you find a gas station, but now you got to find a charging station, but you want that charge to work. And I'm, and I'm saying to you, when you look at worship, prayer, this is a charging station. I get charged up when I come into the house of God. I get charged up at prayer time. I, I get charged up when I understand, Brother Jones, and I'm so glad to see you back in worship. God answers prayer that there's the need. So, that's, so no matter what the challenge is, no matter what the difficulty is, I'm realizing that God can indeed bring me through any and every challenge. The second thing is, is our relationship with Christ has been sealed by blood. Oh, yeah. We, we, it's, it's been sealed. 
And, and I'm thanking God. I'm thanking God because the blood still works. It's been sealed by blood. Jesus' blood, he died for our sins, but I'm thanking God he didn't stay in the grave. But he gets up with all power in his hands. Sealed by blood. To my blood, sweat, and tears. He blood. Jesus lets us know how serious he is about our, our lives by the shedding of his blood. And the third thing is, God can supply everything we need. Everything. To succeed in all things. He says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. I, I, have, I have riches and I want to supply. I want to pour into your life. I want to deposit into your life that which was going to help you to go forward. It can supply everything. Well, let's back up. Number one, prayer can sustain you through any and every challenge because life is filled with challenges. The 18th verse says, pray for us. For our conscience is clear and we want to live honorably in everything we do. You know, some folk, they, they only want to be honorable while they're in church. Some folk only, only want to be honorable when they're around other Christians. But this passage says, I want, we want to live honorably in everything. Business, recreation, uh, uh, relationships. We want to live. We want to live honorably in everything, because wherever we are, God's watching. You know, you don't get a break. I mean, wherever you go, God is. He's a very present help, and whatever the trouble might be, and trouble won't last always. But we want to live honorably in everything we do. And prayer can help to sustain you. Prayer can help to build you up. Prayer, you need to, you need to saturate yourself in prayer. That's why, that's why I, I keep every, every, every home ought to have a place designated for prayer. If you're a Christian, you ought to have a place in your home that you designate to pray. I mean, some of you Christians, and you still got a bar. Y'all got quiet on that one, all right. You ought to have a place to pray. You ought to you ought pray for your family, pray for your children, pray for yourself. You ought to have a place to pray. You ought to have a Bible in there, somewhere you can kneel or, or at least sit. You can't kneel anymore, but you can at least sit in the chair. This is my prayer chair. Come on, somebody. Ought to be something that you that you set aside as the reminder to pray. You know, sometimes you can get lazy and all of that, but you stick an altar. You you can't walk past it all the time. You're gonna have to kneel at that altar. And if, if some of some of you've been to my office area, I got I got altars everywhere. I got three altars downstairs in this building. I, no matter which direction I walk out of. I got to walk past a prayer altar. 
that and 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 and, and so and so that's that's the reminder to make sure you pray. It's not your articulation, it's not your smoothness. It's prayer. Prayer is necessary. So get a get a get some altars. Throw them around. You know, that, that's the way, that's the way. Let me let, me let you in a little secret. A little, another little secret. I, I, I share secrets every now and then. But one of, one of, my, one of my exercise secrets, one of my exercise secrets is I, I have some 20-pound dumbbells. And I keep them at the foot of my closet. So in order for me to get dressed, I've got to reach over the dumbbells. Come on. The dumbbells are there to remind me. You need to, you need to work out at some point. Now, I'm not going to say every time I reach over them, that I, but I keep them there as my reminder. Prayer, you, sometimes you need reminders around you. I know you, I know you love Jesus. I know you, you got baptized when you were 17. But, but, but what about right now? I know you've been in church. Oh, I've been in church all my life. You, you might have been in church all your life, but you haven't been in Jesus all your life. Because my, my late father would always say, he said, when they do a funeral program, he said, gave his life to Christ at a young age. My dad would always say, don't let it be too young that you don't remember. You ought, to, you ought to know the moment you said yes to Jesus. Now, I'm, I'm not saying you kept on the straight and the narrow. I'm not saying you didn't get off track. But, but you ought to know consciously that this is when I made a decision to give my life to Christ. And every believer knows that because there was something that came over you. I know what came over me. I, 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 felt, I felt like I got hot. It felt like it, it was warm, and 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 it would, it, it just something came over me, and 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 that 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 was when I gave my life to Christ. And the next time that same that same sensation came over me uh, was when the Lord was calling me into the gospel ministry, because I was running. I mean, he was. I said, "If you want me, you're gonna have to catch me." Cause I'm pretty fast too. I can, I mean, I, I can, I can cut and dash. And I was sitting in church in in Portsmouth, Virginia. I was sitting in church, and something came over me, and uh, it came over me. And my friends, we were all sitting there in church together. Next thing I knew, my clothes were were wet. My shirt was. They said, "Man, what's wrong with you? You sick?" I was sweating. I was, I'm, but, and, but, but, the, but the voice was in me, said, you're sitting in the wrong place. You should be up there. I was a college student. I said, I don't, I, no, I, I'm not going up there. No, you, 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 there's something in you that I'm trying to get out of you. But, but I, I, but, but again, but again, now, I, I say that I felt it. I didn't say I responded. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to run a little bit, little bit more. I, 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 still, I still had some run in me. Come on, somebody. And, and, but, but I knew in that moment, 
You can keep you can keep trying to fake this thing and trying to dodge this thing, but there is a call on you. And you are gonna have to say, you're gonna if there's not gonna be an easiness for you. Because I like church. I like church. I mean, my parents didn't have to force me to come. It was not hard. I I I, I love preaching and I, I love hearing the word of God. It, it was exciting to me. But but I I wasn't planning to do it. I just liked it. But God said, no, no, I want you to be more than a spectator. I need for you to be involved. I said, come on, come on, God. Want me to be involved? I mean, I I mean, I I still I still like to go out. I still got some rhythm in me. Come on, somebody. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not ready to shut it down quite yet. I mean, I would, but God said, I don't care about all that. Because there's some other folk out there who are not ready to shut it down either. And, and I, need, I need to grab somebody who is in that place to help them to transition. And I was, and I mean, I'll be honest, Justin. I mean, early, early days of ministry. I mean, I, I mean, I was imperfect. I'm still imperfect today. I was imperfect. I mean, I told one story one time. I said I was, I was at the Apollo Theater on, on a Saturday night. I had to preach Sunday morning. It wasn't a gospel program either. And I remember my mother said, "When, when you gonna stop all that?" And I'm like, "Never." I'd come to church on Sunday morning. I was pastoring by then. I was, I was at the Apollo on Saturday night pastoring. And I got up on, on Sunday morning and I was going to go and do my ministry. And I just, I just, had, a, I just had a moment of laughter. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't Holy Spirit laughter. I was still laughing about the jokes they were telling the night before at the Apollo. But God had to grow in me. And so I, I don't resist people who deal with the journey of faith because the, the journey of faith for everybody is not the same. And, 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 and so I, I'm going to celebrate the fact that God is going to take you from one degree of grace to another. And, and then the other, the, other, the other trick to that is time will take care of it. Some of you, some folk would look ridiculous showing up in some places. And they do look ridiculous. They, do, they, they look, they, 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 try, they trying to reclaim their youth and all that kind of stuff. Give it up, baby, it's over. <laughs> it's over. There's the need. So the second thing is, our relationship with Christ has been sealed by the blood. Thank God for the sealing. Sealed by the blood. Sealed. 20th verse says, Now may the God of peace, who brought you, who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratify 
died, an eternal covenant with his blood. It's been ratified. It's been sealed. This, it, it's, all, it's been taken care of. Jesus got up. And he's still up. That's why, that's why, that's why there's no need for dead and dry worship because we serve up God. Woke me up this morning. My mind stayed on Jesus. Lift up your eyes. Open up your mouth. Give God praise. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, we're not going there just yet. I, I'm going to get there. But when I think about Jesus getting up, something can start bubbling on the inside of your spirit. Hallelujah. There's, there's, there's a need. There's the need. There's the need for prayer. I'm thanking you, God. That song said, somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time. Didn't have to take the time, but they took the time and prayed for me. You are a beneficiary of somebody's prayers. Somebody who's now on the other side who prayed for you. And they're shouting right now that you're in the house of God. 839 Eastern Standard Time. And don't mind praising God. Is there anybody here? And you don't mind praising him. Say yes. Sealed by the blood. Here's the third thing. God can supply everything we need to succeed. In all things. I was saluting I was saluting last night young people in worship, even college students. I was just for them coming. But if you want to succeed, you've got to have a sense of focus and direction. Christ focus. God can supply everything. That the 21st verse. It says, may he equip you, oh God, with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him. Forever and ever. You know, there's a, there's a whole sermon and Bible study in verse 21. It's all right there. It, you, you look at 21, it says that how God can equip us. We got equipment. Thank you, God. Thank you for the right equipment. And anybody, if you're trying to work and you're trying to do uh, mathematical problems and you got a calculator, you got a computer, you got the right equipment. And some people have equipment and they don't know how to use the equipment. We were in, we were in Springfield, Massachusetts yesterday and uh, there was a lady and she was sitting 
to your right, Dr. Austin, and she had a cell phone. All service long. Phone ringing. Next thing you know, that you can hear singing from her phone, music in her phone. She had ring camera. We knew who was moving around at her house. I mean, she was the perfect example of somebody with equipment that she doesn't know how to use. I think grandmama, I think granny needs to have a phone. You need to turn her, turn her, turn the thing off. I mean, it rang the whole service. And everybody, everybody knew, because everybody's like, we know, we know it's over here. And 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 sister girl was just looking straight ahead. I mean, are, are you hard of hearing? And then every now and then she she reached down on her bag. I was like, let me come and come down and get your bag. God can give us equipment. He will equip you with all you need for doing his will. This is some great equipment. <laughs> the word of God. It's a great, it's a, it's a great, great equipment. You ought, you ought, you ought to read it sometime. It's, uh, it said, hide the word of God in your heart. Study to show yourself approved. It's great equipment. And it's there to help you to do his will. Then it says, may he produce in you through the power of Jesus. See, see, it's one thing for me to have word in me. But it's another thing for the Holy Spirit to ignite that word. And the word comes alive. Jeremiah put it this way. He said, it feels like fire. Yes, Shut up in my bones. I, I, I want to sit down, but something is stirred up in me. And when you spend enough time in prayer, there'll be some times when you don't feel like doing it. But it's not your feeling. It's your, it's your mandate. It's your mission. It's your purpose. You, if, if you are alive, you are alive with purpose. You're not an accident. It's not an accident that you attended the funeral and you weren't in the casket. It wasn't an accident. God has you here. Do you I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. God has you here for a reason. I told you the story about very young in ministry. And uh, they, were, they were at a grave site. And they were lowering mama into the ground. And they were lowering mama. And, and the daughters were, they were giving the funeral directors a rough time. They were just hollering and screaming and, and then we want to go with mama. We want to go with her. And he said something funny. He said, we, 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 we want to stay for the lowering. Right? When they lowered, lowered mama down, then they said, we want to go too. And, they, and the field directors were just trying to hold them back. And they were pushing and, and they, were, they were some healthy sisters. 
those fellows were trying to hold it back. And finally, the director said, let them go. <laughs> yeah, they, they ran right to the edge. given you equipment that he wants to produce in you. No Christian should be non-productive. You want to produce something. Everybody, if you love the Lord, you want to produce something. There ought to be some evidence of, of your prayer, your praise, and your your, 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 cause there ought to be some evidence somewhere. Somebody ought to, ought to be able to judge you guilty of being a Christian. Somebody, there ought to be something. Is there, is there anything that shows your, your, your connection to Christ? Show something. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Next week is our all tithe weekend. <laughs> Maybe that'll help somebody show something. Show something. No, no, it's not next weekend. Is it next weekend? Yeah, it is next weekend. First weekend of December is next week. No? Oh, that's following week. I'm so confused. I've been on too many planes. And <laughs> I'm going too many places. Amen. I, I don't even have my weeks together anymore. All right. Th thank you for getting that straight so I don't repeat that wrong in the next service. But they ought to, you ought to produce something. And look at what it says. Every good thing that is pleasing to him might not be pleasing to others, but it's pleasing to God. We, I, I tell people, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm through, we do not live our lives to please people. We live our lives to please a God who gave everything for us. Do I have a witness? I said he gave everything to us. I got breath in my body. I got clapping in my hands. I've got joy in my heart. I'm still going to praise you. And when I pray, I'm not always going to ask God for something. I'm going to praise God for what he's done, what he's doing, what he's going to do. Is there anybody here early this morning? And I don't mind praising his name. Say yes. Say yes. The need for prayer. I'm through Highland Park. But today, even as we throw out the net, and somebody can say yes to Jesus, and it's the best yes that you could ever say. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web fbhp.org and remember there's power at the park. Oh,